Taco Cat backwards is still Taco Cat. The Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is completely underrated. I didn't mean to touch your dick. I've always been a fan of Tony Robbins. Vince Wilfork is my spirit animal. I drive a Mazda truck. This is Bra's Anatomy, presented by KCSS Productions. Um, you can go first. You don't care. All right. Well, welcome to <laughs> Bra's Anatomy, episode two. Episode two. Uh, we're going to be covering episodes two through four today. And holy shit. A lot happened. I think it was uh, pretty exciting. I'm more in now than I was last week. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Like what the first episode, I was like, all right, this is a pretty good show. And then I watched episode two and I was like, wow, this is still a really good show. Dude, I watched episode two. And I was like, this show has already stepped it up a level. <laughs> so like, do you just want to get into the nitty gritty? Um, yeah. So we'll start with episode two. I felt like episode two um, was cool in many different ways. But um, you want to start with a quick summary of what happened? Yeah. So there's a couple of things going on in this one. First, at the very beginning of the episode. Christina comes in on the motorcycle. Yes, so we got confirmation that Christina <laughs> rides a motorcycle. I mean, I already knew this. No, remember last week we talked about it might have been a moped or it's, like a car? That was you. I'm just saying that we couldn't make assumptions about Dude, her mode of transportation. She comes in and just fucks with O'Malley. Makes him, runs at him, almost hits him. That was classic. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. It's a classic it's, Christina move. Yeah, well, it's a classic O'Malley move to be like, Aah! it's a classic O'Malley move to be in the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then be all afraid of it. Um. So, like, actually, let's get into this first episode. So, there's a rape victim. Yes. At the very beginning, and apparently... <laughs> apparently, her and Meredith shop at the same stores. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the rape victim comes in and they start doing surgery on something that because she got some type of injury. No, dude, she got, I think she got hit in the head. Uh, no, but they opened up her stomach for some reason. Yeah, they opened up her, she had something going on. I'm but just trying to get to the part where they pull the dick out of her stomach. Yeah, she had a penis in her stomach. She bit the dick off of her rapist and didn't spit it out. Fucking yeah, I know. What's up with it. that, dude? Dude. Maybe I was blown away. I don't know. I'm not in any position to judge. But the uh, funniest part of that whole dick biting thing was when Christina said, talk about taking a bite out of crime. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Did Christina's uh, stock go up for you this week? Yes and no. I thought she had some good moments. And then she also had moments where I was like kind of off put by her, I guess. But, I agree. Oh, but uh, we got forgot to mention that Alex is on the team now. Oh, yeah. Alex got transferred to my boy. Click. So uh, he was up for a trade. The click is more of a co-ed group now instead of a boy and three girls. It's one man, one boy and three. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, more diverse. (laughs) O'Malley's the boy. If you're not picking it up. Meredith's looking for some roommates. Oh, yeah. And Meredith is looking for some roommates. I thought that the things that she was asking, like interviewing for roommates, I thought was hilarious. (laughs) Where were you when the challenger exploded? That girl's like, what's the challenger? Yeah. Or no, no, um, towards like the middle of the episode, she's like, okay, what's your favorite 80s band or something like that? Or what's yeah. your favorite, yeah, what's your favorite 80s rock band? Dude, I feel like the challenger question was like something that our generation's like, where were you when Twin Towers went down? Like, that's like the exactly. same, the same yeah. type of thing. Exactly. So, uh, the- oh yeah. And at the beginning, Meredith and McDreamy make out in the elevator. Yes. So, so they started making out and 
my eyes got wide because I was just as surprised as McDreamy was. Why were you surprised? I knew this was coming. Because towards the end of the first episode, she was like, you know, this isn't going to happen. And then all of a sudden she just drops her papers in an elevator and starts making out with them. Dude, Meredith is the type of girl who likes to be chased. I'm pretty sure they said something about that in the show, too, about the chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she likes being chased. Like she likes the guy coming back to her every single time. It makes her feel valued and important. I know I got it. Um, So she so what's up? So what was going on in this episode? Bailey um, assigned. um, So people to certain tasks. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's what she does usually. So Izzy, (laughs) that's her job. So Izzy was on sutures. She was sewing people up. And she got a, apparently a Chinese woman, I guess. So Izzy got assigned to sutures. she couldn't speak to the Chinese woman because. We'll talk about that later. Dude, we got to get through this episode. No, I know, but. O'Malley was doing crash carts, I think. He was like on the crash carts. He was like, oh, yeah. He Code was, Blues or something. Or- O'Malley was the one who's dealing with all the do not resuscitates. So he goes around. Yeah. And, and, if, um, and if they're like on their last leg and they die, he has to stand there and like call for time of death and stuff. Christina and Alex were doing code talking. They were like explaining the codes and stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, to the, uh, to the patients. To the patients. Yeah, they were telling, yeah. them what, telling them what they had. Dude, you were remembering all this stuff. What was Meredith doing? In uh, well, so they're kind so of O'Malley together. and Meredith went down to the baby wing because oh appara- yeah, because apparently she was stressed out. That's what they do. Because apparently, drugs to doctors are just seeing babies. I could understand that. You know, looking at a baby and you're they, like, oh. they're talking about the last time we do this. I'm like, why are they like, doing blow in the back or something? <laughs> and. Actually, they just go down and stare at the babies. They don't even touch them or anything. They just look at them, which was super weird. But Meredith, in Meredith fashion, sees one baby and she's like, oh, that baby's got like a weird murmur. And then there's another intern who's the baby wing intern. And she's like, no, that baby's fine. Like, it'll grow out of it. And of course, Meredith like goes over that lady's head, gets to Dr. Burke. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. We need to smooth something out. Seth, we messed up last week bad. We got Weber and Burke mixed up before we even met Weber. So I'm trying to think about like how we got this all mixed up. Dr. Burke is the attendee. Dr. Weber is the chief of surgery. Oh, so Weber and Burke are two different people. Yeah. So now we just sound like idiots. And we sound like total assholes because we got the two black guys mixed up. So we literally went an entire episode (laughs) thinking that one guy was another guy. I feel like I just disrespected the entire Grey's Anatomy following. I want to go ahead and apologize for that one. Let's take Um, a moment of silence and then a quick press conference. Okay, so... This is Chase from Bras Anatomy, and I would just like to announce that we are not racist and we apologize for any racist terminology or mix-ups with names because it was two black guys. Uh, my name is Seth from Bras Anatomy, and I regret nothing. <laughs> anyway, con- so Meredith's assignment, <laughs> Meredith's assignment this week was to carry around a penis in a cooler mm. in the cooler yeah so i guess yeah so if the police the police have to come and pick it up and if it's assigned custody to somebody so if it's a body part that the police are using for investigation whoever the doctor is who receives it has to hold on to it until the police pick it up so meredith is <laughs> basically just hauling around a penis yeah shout out to uh, the police for not uh, doing it very took well ever for the police to get there. she was had the thing for like 24 hours like it takes the cops 24 hours to get to the hospital i don't know man dude all right i also there is i want to talk about izzy assuming that christina speaks yes. chinese yes 
Oh my I, god! I thought that that was like one of the most racist things that I've ever seen. <laughs> she because she goes, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait for the interpreter, so I just called you. Christina's looking at her like, what? And then she's like, I don't speak Chinese. I grew up in Beverly Hills. The only and, Chinese I know is from the menu. And then at the end, she's like, anyways, I'm Korean. Yeah, I don't know. That was that was classic. That was definitely Izzy's bad. Yeah. Um. And then right after that, so there's like a scene, you know. This is starting to turn into a classic little uh, moment where they're all hanging out on the beds in like the abandoned hallway. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? So I, <laughs> this is my favorite part of this episode. Bailey comes in and she looks at them and she's like, get out of here. And then Alex left his chips on one of the yeah, beds and took she the chips. picks the chips up. No lie. When opens I Opens them up and just eats them up. When like, I was taking my notes on the show, I, I wrote that down. Bailey I was takes like, the chips. I was just clapping. I was Dude, like, and nice. honestly though, like, I felt like the click was becoming like a click, you know, like when Dude, they show them sitting on the bed. Everybody's kind of like, like filling in, like with Alex, everybody's kind of fit into their roles now. Yes. Alex kind of brings out like the evil member. You know what I mean? He's the, uh, the deviant. Everybody kind of bands against him in a, in a like us versus him kind of way. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Meredith is carrying around a penis and that's pretty much all she does. Yeah, so I want to talk about Bailey and Burke. So Burke finds out that Dr. Shepard was brought in to be Weber's successor, even though Weber had previously promised him the job. And so he asked Bailey for her to give him some feedback on why this could be possible that Dr. Shepard was brought in and basically gives Bailey immunity to just tell him whatever she thinks about him. And Bailey is a total savage and just starts ripping Dr. Burke, telling him, that he thinks he's so amazing and he has a God complex and he's arrogant. And I just want to talk about how perfectly she described Dr. Burke. Yeah. The God complex is actually a pretty good way to describe Burke. Um, and some points we kind of get the feeling that he has like the power over life because he's a surgeon. He's like an angel. Yeah. He's an angel of, of life, life and <laughs> controlling lives. All right. So what I like about this whole Weber bringing in uh, Shepard McDreamy is the the Burke versus McDreamy. Oh yes, face off. It's like a showdown. It's a face off. It's like a surgeon showdown. If it was, if I what? could compare it to anything, I would compare it to the movie Face Off featuring Nicolas Cage. And what John did um, What did he say? He said something like, "Your uh, Shepard goes keep your friends close and your enemies closer." Yeah. Burke was like, "You're not the enemy. You're, You're the just, competition." Yeah. yeah, I was like, damn. <laughs> I definitely threw a fist in the air after that one. And then basically my last thing was George and Izzy are now Meredith's new roommates. So that is super exciting. Also, I had written down that Christina called Shepard McDreamy. So that did. Yeah. So I feel like that's where we get the McDreamy. Yeah, I think title from I'm assuming that that's I, I'm going to be honest. I got the McDreamy name for my girlfriend. She was like, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody McDreamy. that I know has always called him McDreamy. Yeah. Like even so. when they reference him in other movies or like other TV shows, like if they see him like, oh, that's McDreamy. Yeah. He's, that's just his name. That's hilarious. So back to the girl that bit the dick off. Oh, my God. Oh, and then the rapist comes back. Yeah. So they call all Dude. the hospitals in the area. They call the hospitals in the area and they're like, hey, like, you know, you guys see anybody with a missing dick lately? And then the guy, <laughs> the guy stumbles in. Like, you look like the like a, the walking dead. You look like a zombie, dude. <laughs> his whole dick area of his pants were all 
Just blood soaked, dude. It looked like a scene from Dexter. It was bad. Oh yeah, and then who was it at the very end that woke him up? It was Doctor Shepard, wasn't Dr. it? Doctor Shepard, and, and yeah, he, he goes, and he was like, "Oh, you're not gonna be able to have sex again." And he's like, "Also, you're going to prison, you motherfucker." No, 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 no. What happened say? was no. Well, no, he said that. Oh, okay, but I was talking about something else when they're when he's on the operating table and they're they're trying to like sew up his dick or whatever. Oh yeah, and and um, they said something like, "Why are we not reattaching?" The oh penis? yeah, and, and they're like, like, "Because it was bitten off. It's not a clean cut. If yeah, slice, we could have redone it." And they were like, "Is that possible?" I don't know. I don't want to find out. Like, <laughs> I don't want to find out. And they're like, you know, is it po- like is it possible if they're you know they're like it's possible if you if it's a clean cut? And then um, I also thought one of the funniest moments was in Bailey was like. Let's all take a moment to grieve because like they were all in agreement. Yeah. Like, you you know, this guy doesn't need his dick anymore after what he did. Uh, dude, Bailey's a savage. Yeah, I know, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm liking her vibes. She's oh, got some good vibes. And then the other thing, dude, I miss a lot. The other thing was, uh, Izzy helps the Asian lady yes. and the Asian lady actually came in to get someone to help her other friend. Miss Lou, Mrs. Lou, Miss Lou, Miss Lou, Lou, who yeah. had a huge laceration on her forehead, which Izzy. Um, went out of her no, way. Miss Lou, Miss Lou is the one that had the cut on her arm. Oh, okay. And then the and other. And she saw her like going outside in the rain, and she's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Like, and so she like she, she like, waves for her, her motions yeah. her. Yeah. And so she goes over there, and because, that's the girl that had because of course the laceration on her forehead. Because of course the only two Asian patients in the show so far are of course immigrant factory workers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> She's like, oh, come inside. I, I can help you. I need to clean the wound. And the, the girl was like, no. Like, she was, like, adamant. Dude. Yeah. She, like, she was, she was like, trying to adamant. get her out of the yeah. hospital. She was like, no. Like, I'm not going in there because mm-hmm. I'm illegal. I'll go to jail. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to Izzy, though. Like, she did what she had to do. Like, she went in there. It was almost like she was stealing. Like, she was, like, smuggling yeah, cleaning some, supplies some back. stuff. And so she goes back out there and she sews her, up, her up and she says, you can't tell anybody because I could lose my job. Dude, and I'm wondering come if, back. yes, I, yeah, Dude, I was thinking the back. same thing. I'm wondering if it's going to come back in a later episode. Like, you know, Izzy, we heard you were sewing people up on the streets. I don't know. I think that might come back. I hope it does. I think like, it could turn into an interesting storyline. Like Izzy saves her job. Yeah. So Meredith and McDreamy are having a conversation like at the end of the episode. And McDreamy hits Meredith with the what are we? And uh, yeah, so he like he's like, so what are we just are we going to make out again in the elevator? Like he like hits her with like the what are we? And then she takes the stairs. And yeah, so that was when she brought up the fact that she felt like the baby was pure or whatever like that. So uh, I feel like she like totally played it off like like, oh, I don't know. Next time I'm taking the stairs. Like, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was like a. No, that's good, dude. Yeah, that's nice. All right, so now moving on to episode three, um, the dead baby bike race. What a name! Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I think that when I first saw the episode, I thought they were like mail carriers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when I saw all these guys riding a bike, I thought they were mail carriers, like carrying parcels or something like mm-hmm. that. And then shout out to uh, Bailey for saving Shepard's you know, life. Shepherd's yeah, Shepard yeah. was about to get taken out by those bike race people yeah so we're we're introduced to this bike race where i don't know what the premise is like survive i don't (laughs) get to the end of the finish get to the finish line without dying i feel like this is not a real thing i mean if if we ever get a listener from seattle let us know yeah but i feel like the cops would shut this shit down so fast well 
the sad part was is like Bailey was talking about like the people that it affects and she's right you know dude like, it fucking kills hella people yeah so let's get into it Christina had a hard on for this bike race because it brings in all the patients she even yes. said it's like candy but with blood which is so much they were, better so they were like, fighting oh over God. the best patients yeah and, and uh, Alex took this one guy named Viper and he had some I don't know what those. I don't know what those were. They look like bike spokes. Like yeah, I don't know what that was. He got was. stabbed by some stuff, and they pulled him out and stitched him up. And Meredith's like, "What if he has internal bleeding?" And Alex is like, "He's fine. Don't talk a flesh to me. Wound. Yeah, Get the fuck out of here." And he's like, "You're good." And then I don't know if Meredith is patching him up or sewing him up. What and, she's doing? Oh yeah, and then Viper kisses her. Yeah, he kisses her. That but was he, weird. She's like, "I want you to know that you're leaving under you know was rest under you know without taking medical advice." Yeah. And that's when he kisses her and leaves. Yep. But the dude, the saddest part of the episode was definitely the John Doe. The harvesting the yeah, organ. Yeah, that was, I don't know. Dude, dude that, that was dark. That was, thinking about it, like, as it was going on, I was like, what the fuck? Dude, I just need to comment, though. The wife of this guy, she comes in, is not distraught at all that her husband Dude, I is know. brain dead. Brain dead. Yes, I was thinking the same exact thing. Like, <laughs> I was like what? The first thing she asked is he okay or something like and that. And they're like, like, and they're just like, um, basically, yeah. <laughs> and in, she in had all, no reaction. Well, because they did the test on him, they did the um, yeah, the, they, the, the brain wave, and there was no brain waves, but there was a heartbeat. So I mean, technically he's alive, but technically he's not. He's alive. brain dead. Yeah, yeah. And, and they were like, they were trying to do um, oh, some other tests. Right. I think so. Yeah. But they were trying to prove that he could come back. Right. Because, oh, because Izzy, Izzy wanted was trying to, to save but him. Yeah. And but there's but no way to Christina prove. had other other plans for this guy. Oh, yeah. So, Christina, what we're learning is Christina is basically just all business. Oh, and yeah. if there's a surgery to be done, Christina wants in. And so she looked at John Doe guy, brain dead guy as an opportunity to harvest all of his organs because he really didn't have any other injuries besides his, his brain injury. Did they bring up the or, organ donor card? Did they bring up like the organ That's what donor I was sticker? Saying. They I think might that, have. Well, I think that how it works is if you're not an o- organ donor on your license or whatever, then you they have to get permission from your family to harvest your organs. Yeah, but since they didn't know who he was, they couldn't identify him. Exactly, until they finally did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Until they finally did. Yeah. There was like a little bit of Christina versus Izzy thing because Izzy really didn't want to let him go. And for some reason, it was just oddly connected to this brain dead guy. But Christina was trying to take all so of his organs. So now that we've discussed the now that we've discussed the organ donor, let's cut over to what O'Malley's been going through in this episode. With because, smoking guy? Yeah, because it ties into the whole uh, harvesting. Yeah, so there's this... Uh, this uh, guy who apparently is friends with the chief of surgery um, and he has liver cancer and he's been at the top of the list for like eight months and he he's pretty much thinking he's going to die. And O'Malley gets assigned to do his rounds on this guy and take care of him. And the guy is really into O'Malley. At first, I was like, <laughs> is this guy like coming on to him or something? I didn't know if he was messing around. No, yeah, not. I thought yeah. he was just messing around or if that's just, just like the weird way he talks. But like, turns out this guy's gay and he was like tur- I did coming ever, on to O'Malley. Did it ever explicitly say that he was? I think it was just kind of inferred. No, because he said he said at the end that, well, we'll get there, but like he reveals at the end that he was gay, yeah. but he the only reason he was acting like that was because he thought he was going to die. Yeah. And so he well, had like a free pass. To I feel like I feel like that was kind of like a 
a, a bold statement to say. I liked it. Yeah, I felt like that was actually like kind of, I don't know, like the lesson of the week sort well, of thing. Yeah, well, yeah, like if you're about to die, like you kind of get the free pass in society to just say whatever you want because... What are the consequences other than what Not, you already have coming? Nothing. And if you're like, if you're dying, people have like sympathy for you. So they're like, oh, he's dying. Like, it's okay. I feel like I've seen that guy before. Like oh, that yeah. actor. I don't Dude, know I where I was Danny him. Glover. I don't know where I've seen him, but I know him. Oh, he's in stuff. <laughs> I, I, I was going to look gonna, it up, but I totally We're going to find him. All right. Next week, we'll find out the identity of like gay he's smoking been, guy. He's been, he looks like Tracy Morgan's like dad. Dude, he looks like Danny Glover. I'm telling you. I, I don't know where I've seen him. I, I, I have like this, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. So then, oh, okay. I just want to say one more thing about um, John Doe guy's wife. This has to be said. So she does not react to him being brain dead or anything. And then Christina is like asking her like what organs they can harvest. And they're like, can we have his eyes? And she's like, his eyes and then just starts like freaking out and crying about them wanting to take his eyes and she's like yo like we can give blind people sight again oh so what i was gonna say about that scene <laughs> that scene to me was a weird in a couple of different ways so not only were they basically asking the family like can we have this can we have this like they were like shopping for organs yeah but they had the daughter there. In that the was room. so weird. Yes. So, like, who does that? Who brings that daughter their was daughter? Like in? eight. Exactly, and it's like at the point, does she know what's going on, or like, is she just like, you know, insensitive to what? I don't know. Like, Dude, I, don't, I really so don't weird. know because neither of them. Like, she wasn't crying. She was just there talking about her dad getting picked apart. Yeah. The wife's crying about eyes. Like, I just thought that was a weird scene. And, it made me and so she got even more mad when they asked for skin, and yes. she was like, "What about the funeral?" And I'm like. The, like usually like if you're being buried they put you in a suit so like they could take all of your skin except for like your face right why does it matter <laughs> yeah i guess why I mean, does it matter yeah. like you're dead like well why, is it, why do you have to see the dead body before see, that scene right there i feel like showed a lot about christina because she was so down to the organ christina's harvesting. in it for the is in it she, for the yeah or, i know she was surgery. she was so down just to have, yeah. just for the surgery until that moment and then all of a sudden like she sees the wife she sees the daughter and she's like oh crap you know like this guy's not just a john doe like he has family and he you know somebody cares about him and mm -hmm. i think izzy pointed that out when she's like look at his shoes they're like brand new i mean i don't i don't know how the shoes tie into having a family but i have no she, idea he had shoes. Apparently, shoes are just a theme for doctors because Meredith's connection to well, I mean, one rapist all, girl, <laughs> rape girl. They're drawing connections through shoes. I like yeah. it. I dig it. Um, God damn it, Seth. <laughs> so let's see what else. Uh, okay. So this was the other thing. Bailey is a grade A mentor to me. She is actually a really good mentor to these people. She seems she's real rough, but she really takes care of them and teaches them a lot. So what like, I was going to say is remember how last week I said that um Burke is the one to be the hard ass only because he wants to push you. That's Bailey. It's Bailey. Yes. Bailey so cares. I, I totally flipped the dude, script on that. I'm telling one. you Bailey's best character. She's dude, she's she's awesome. I really dig Bailey. She is awesome. Um oh yeah, and then um gay smoking guy 
is questioning O'Malley about like what woman he likes, and O'Malley admits oh, yeah. that he's into Meredith. Because he says, "What does he say?" He goes, "Haven't you ever? Don't oh, you know about the, yeah. the person that you want, but you can't have?" Oh, and he's like, "No, I don't have that." And he's like, "What's her name?" And he's like, "Oh, I no, it's uh, it's uh, 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 just like fumbling for something." He's like, "Meredith, Meredith." <laughs> he just name drops Meredith right smoking, there. Smoking guy's like, "What is she seventy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so. There we have it. There's O'Malley admits that he's into Meredith. And now that um, they're living together, I don't know how that would Hot play times. out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we harmonized on Woos there. That's cute. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, oh, yeah, British bike guy Viper comes back to the hospital because he's got some really bad internal bleeding. Dude, did you see? Yes. I was like, on what? That guy. I was like, ah! That was like the only time so far that I've been like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. Turn away, like that shy was, away from that one. That, that was, was graphic. gruesome. Dude, that was crazy. And of course, Alex fucked up again. Yes, Alex is just making mistakes left and right. Hot take, hot take city right now. Alex is a nurse, not a doctor. You think that it's going to be revealed that he's a nurse? No, just Alex is... The competence of a nurse, not a doctor. Oh, kind of nothing like- on nurses. You have more competence than me or <laughs> everyone else. But like, so it's kind of like how you were saying last episode about how he called somebody a nurse as like a derogatory term. Yeah, Alex. So is you're a calling nurse. you're calling him a Alex nurse is a nurse as a derogatory term. Yeah, <laughs> I'm using. I'm fighting fire with fire. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, he's had a lot of mishaps in the first couple episodes. Yeah, dude. I don't even understand. Like, it feels like for all the other characters, like fucking up is not a is like a really big deal. But when Alex fucks up, it seems like nothing bad happens. He just like stomps away angrily. They just give him like the like the They're like bad Alex. Like they'll be like they'll give him like a dirty look. Like they'll look at him and roll their eyes. And yeah. Like, Whereas oh, if like Alex, <laughs> if somebody else messes up, it's like a huge deal. Yeah. Like, you get yelled at. And then so, um, <laughs> Meredith ends up saving British bike guy. Viper, and then Bailey like lays into all of them about yes, biking and the, like tells the them room. she's basically like, "Hey, stop being fuck boys and like respect the street, bro." Yeah, she definitely laid into those guys. You could even see afterwards they looked at her like, "Ooh," and like, then doesn't Meredith like she's just tired or something <laughs> like that? She's yeah. just tired. Um, and then what was the last thing was John Doe guy saves gay smoking guy's life. Yes. I thought that was a great way to like full circle it. Mm-hmm. So the John Doe guy has himself on the table and all of these guys are coming in there with coolers and it's like they're, it was almost kind of like they're like shopping, you know, like they're waiting around for his organs. Like, yeah. They're oh, we'll take the heart. Yeah. We'll take the liver. We'll take- mm-hmm. And then, um, I feel like that was kind of a powerful moment, dude. Like that's like a powerful moment. You know, Izzy had like a real connection with this guy. I feel yeah. like the doctors, I don't know. I, I'm not in the medical profession and this might be considered a hot take, but I feel like these doctors get way too emotionally attached to their patients. I mean, it I mean, is it's a TV it's, show. It's natural, I guess, you know, it's, it's human nature. Like you feel bad for the people that you're working on. But they're but, not around them that much and it happens to them every day. Yeah. Like after a while, you just get desensitized. Well, that's kind of like way. in episode two where O'Malley was on. Um, yeah. And he was just like at the end of it. At was the just end, like, he was like fed up, like done. And I can understand that. Like, yeah, I mean, I understand where Izzy was coming from, coming from. Like the guy is still technically alive. And when he when he started crashing, she tried to save him. And 
they were like, no, no, no. He, you know, he's, he's dead. Why would you try to save a dead guy? And then that's when Meredith comes in to help out. And she's like, you know what? Let's do this. Like, let's save him. Like, let's save him. And then they try to get, um, oh yeah, we got, we forgot about to talk about that where they had O'Malley go over Burke's head and go to the, straight to the chief of surgeons so they could get Burke to do the surgery. Oh yeah. 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 And Burke goes, I'm here to save lives, not take them. Yeah. And I felt like that was deep too, man. Like, Dude, that yeah. Was, Cause Burke was definitely, he was against it. Burke's on team Izzy. Yeah. He was against it, man. He, yeah. Cause he's right. He was like, I save lives. I don't take them. And he knew by doing that surgery that he was, but dude, t- like he's going to end yeah. the guy's life. Dude, that only backs up my uh, take that you're not dead until you're dead forever. Did we talk about that on air? Or did we yeah. talk about that off air? Because just I was you like, and I, cause I was like, I was like, her heart stopped. That doesn't mean she died. Like dying is forever. Hmm. So Burke and uh, Izzy are on uh, team chase for uh, what death is really mean. <laughs> the meaning of death. Yeah. But I was, I was glad to see that they were able to use John Doe to yeah. save smoking guy. That's cool. That was, that was nice. That brought it full circle. I feel like you're really into this episode. You're digging this one. Not as much as I was digging the next episode. I really dig Doug. Dig. Episode four. You turned that page violently. Yeah, I did. I'm I really excited <laughs> to talk about it. I really dug the episode four. I thought that was a really good episode. So Christina comes into work apparently at 4 a.m. so that she can get the, oh, the yeah, patient. Dude. This is episode four now, but BT dubs. Um, yeah, let's just transition right into episode yeah, four. I thought, it was and nice. I want to transition into episode four by saying, Catherine Heigl is hot. <laughs> <laughs> like our very first, <laughs> our very first glimpse of Meredith and Izzy and O'Malley living together is Catherine is Heigl, Catherine Heigl walking around, around in her underwear. Yeah. yeah, I was like. <laughs> I was like, what did I do to deserve this? You know, this is on cable television, like sweet. And O'Malley is mad. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't know how I felt about that. I don't know how I felt about O'Malley being mad. Like, I know that might sound a little sexist. Like, yeah, there's like a chick walking around in your underwear. But at the same time, dude, I would be like, this is pretty dope. I could get used to this. Well, I think Alex says something about that, too. Like later on the episode. Yeah. Everybody's got a little Alex in them. Yeah. everybody. Yeah, that's why I said Alex is my boy. I feel like in the uh, towards the uh, end Alex, of this first season, we're gonna get a lot of Alex. There's something about Alex that is there's dude. I, I he's think a bra. I think, Alex is the first bra. I think they're setting us up like wow. They want everybody to think Alex is a dick, and then like at the end of the season, he's gonna like sacrifice. Dude, himself. He has a soft inner core. He's gonna sacrifice himself, dude. Like yeah. he's gonna like throw himself in front of a bus. Oh, dude. What if Alex and Izzy become a thing? Dude. Oh, so we can kind of tie that in because I was thinking the same thing. Okay, we can kind of tie Let's that just into this episode. This, this whole Izzy storyline then. So there's like basically like three components of this episode. O'Malley's mad because Izzy's running around her underpants. It was like a roommate roommate conflict. Christina is trying to get the wiggle. Is What was that? Whipple. The Whipple. That's what it was. I couldn't remember what <laughs> it was whipple. called. No, the I whipple. felt like Christina was being kind of mean this whole episode dude, dude. christina stock down for me dude like this stock episode way down yes i'm like, selling this I'm selling this episode like showed like christina's like true colors dude like she totally like hustled the she click. sucks she hustled the click and it came back to bite her in the ass yeah it did so she came in at like 4 a.m so she could get the whipple and she had a her patient was a really popular nurse who ended yes. up being uh meredith's mom's scrub nurse yeah um and apparently meredith's mom was never nice to her 
what I liked about what I liked about this lady did they did they give us her name? I feel like they uh, did. Nurse Fallon. Nurse Fallon. Yes. Because she tells yes. Christina, "I'll call you Christina. You can call me Nurse, Nurse Fallon." Fallon. Yeah. Disrespect, bro. Did, so Fucking what I liked about it. Nurse Fallon was that she called Christina out. Yeah. She called her out. She goes, "You know that we only have a Whipple surgery every six months," and she basically called her a kiss ass. Yeah. Like and she was. She was like. And that she's using people's injuries to essentially like further her career. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So we can cut over to, um, and then nails and head guy. Yeah. We can cut over to the dude that had nails in his head. So is this like, this was the main plot line of the whole episode. Okay. I got it. We got to talk about this. How the fuck do you nail gun your head seven times falling down the stairs? What I was thinking, how the fuck does I took one nail to the head? I'm there's no way. Why would you pull the, like, I don't understand the physics of it. Like, have you seen a nail gun? they were kind of like on the top of his head. You That's know? what I'm saying. They're in the crown. Yeah. Like, like all right, try to like, like, contort- pretend you're holding a gun right now. Contort your arm to now, do that. Now, torque your, and you know, a nail gun's like, bulky. oh, yeah, I know. Like, I can't barely, like, if I had a gun, I could barely shoot the crown of my head right now. I don't know. Maybe he was stumbling out down the stairs and it was firing on Dude, its own. I don't it know. was. But nail guns don't shoot unless they're pressed up against something. You exactly. have to put pressure on them. So, like, I don't. It means that the gun had to be up against the crown of his head, and he had to be pulling the trigger at the same time. You know, time. it was when, okay. So when he had what I was thinking, and I totally made assumptions before I finished the episode. But what I was thinking is that he. You know how he had um, Dr. Shepard had Alex and O'Malley go to the records room to see if they could pull anything about nail guns. Yeah. And I, my assumption was, is when they started talking about suicide, I thought maybe that this guy had like attempted to kill oh, himself. That would have been good. Like I, I thought that may have been where the storyline was going. That would have been it, sad, but it would yeah, have been I know. Good. I, exactly. I thought that may have been where it was going, but it, that didn't pan out. So, <laughs> yeah. Not that I wanted it to pan out. I'm just saying I mean, that my, my inference was wrong. Who uses a nail gun? For suicide, I feel like you're like that's more likely that you're just gonna hurt yourself and then like just be mad that you didn't kill yourself. Speaking of them going to the records room, what's up with them finding out there was like 23 cases of people getting nail guns to the head ever? Yeah, that's I feel like that's a low number. I don't know. I kind of feel like that's high. <laughs> like, because it, literally, you just talked about the physics of it. Like, you have to have it pressed yeah, up against like, your head. Yeah, but, like, the physics of it of any place other than... Like, well, the way I saw it was, was like, maybe there's, a like, a, a mob hitman, and his signature is to kill people with a nail gun. <laughs> kind of like in No Country for Old Men, when the, yes. the hitman uses the uh, air canister thing, and he, like, shoots nails in people's heads. <laughs> that's what I was like, oh, like, maybe 10 of those cases was, like, a serial mob hitman killer so, guy. like... <laughs> the the nail guy had dude when he was like i can't see my hands i'm like what do you mean see your hands how are you still alive <laughs> what do you mean see your hands that's the last thing i'm worried about right now yeah i'm worried about you being conscious during this whole experience and then i'm gonna be dude this is a theme but meredith always like is always like she's always like there's something going on here that like no one else notices except for me yeah and then i'm gonna bring it up and then everyone's gonna be like wow meredith you're so great like meredith you're so smart and kind and like i know you went over my head right now and made me look like a jackass but like so you just saved another person's life 
something else I wanted to point out too was Alex got something right for once. What do you, Alex? Um, remember when they were like, okay, what what tests are we going to run? And they're like, and Doctor Shepard goes, we need to do a CT scan. <laughs> and then O'Malley's like, let's do an MRI. Yeah, and he goes, what did he say? He goes, yeah, like, dude, yeah, we want to put, put the, guy, the guy with metal in his head in a, in a magnet or something like that, <laughs> in a giant magnet. Yeah. yeah. So finally, he got something right when yeah. Doctor Shepard was like, what do we do? And he like blurted out some test that I have no idea what means, but you yeah. got it right. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Or cares. Unless but you have nails in your head. Also, I kind of, I mean, I know I, <laughs> I know I, I said Alex is my boy, but I, I really lost a lot of respect for the guy when he was totally being a pervert this episode. Dude. Okay. He was being a huge pervert. I think that you, your person is Izzy. I feel like you champion Izzy. You think? Is it because you're in love with Izzy? I don't know. I just think Catherine Heigl would like <laughs> work out great for me. <laughs> I think her and I could have a great relationship. Catherine. If you're listening, Catherine, Catherine, hit me up on Twitter. Slide into the Or DMs. Instagram or in some a smoke signal. In any way, just reach out to me. Like, we'll, we'll make something happen. I love you, Seth. <laughs> You'll take that. That's, that's what he's looking for, Catherine. So. so, yeah, dude, but Alex is being a total perv this episode. Dude, he was, yeah. like, talking about okay. Izzy and Meredith okay. to O'Malley. Dude, first we need to talk about the patient that, co- that sets off the chain reaction uh, of this whole Izzy storyline, so where we finally Izzy get to comes see Izzy's in pictures, yes, and oh yeah, we do get to see Izzy. And pictures. let me tell I've you, been like, they were nice. I've been like, what? I want to see this modeling. I thought it was like a model, like I thought she was doing like a headshot or something. I thought like she that. was more Not like a Sports Illustrated swimsuit. <laughs> well, it said last in episode two, I think. Episode, yeah, episode two that Izzy was a bikini model or something like that. Oh, okay. He's like, hey, you're the bikini model. Yeah, but we see a glimpse of Izzy being a lingerie, lingerie model. model yeah we'll risque and so what was it was mr humphrey and he had he goes isn't this you yeah and he shows her a picture he's of like freaking out. he's like no 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 yeah no, he's no. like go she away like, you're, go you're not a doctor <laughs> you're a model <laughs> you get out of here so he, he kicked her out <laughs> this is the weirdest response yeah i know if you I don't have know. a magazine of a lingerie model and then she turns out to be your doctor i'm in like that's that's peak patient like that is you hit the jackpot at this point i'm in a hospital if somebody walks into the room and they're like i'm a doctor i'm probably gonna believe them you know (laughs) especially if they're scrubbed in with id cards like a lab coat and a stethoscope i'm like all right yeah what's up you know (laughs) i'm not guys like get the fuck out and then she goes back in again and he does the same thing and then we find out because izzy confronts him near the end and she's like hey I'm a real doctor and I don't really give a shit like what you think right now, but I have to take care of you. So like, well, please just shut up. We can. And wait, let's just get to it because I want to talk about this so bad. Then he admits to her that he's been jacking off to her pictures (laughs) and that's why he doesn't want to see her because he's going to lose his dick soon and that he doesn't want his he doesn't want. Well, he's not losing his dick. They're going to remove his pancreas and the nerves. Or his prostate. My bad. I don't know anatomy, man. This is bras. You're anatomy. watching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Well, I don't know, and that, that's why I'm watching. I'm trying to learn. Anyway, but so he has prostate cancer. The nerve in it. his dick, because for some reason this surgeon never keeps the nerve. Yeah, they called him Limp Harry because he said, <laughs> "What did he say?" He goes, "It's the young, it's the young ones that want to save 
that want to save them. It's us old guys who just want to get it out or something like that. <laughs> who want to say, like actually save their life. Yeah. And he goes like, he's like, what time is it? Maybe I can hit my tea time. So you can tell like this guy, you doesn't can tell this guy, shit. it's not that he doesn't give a shit. It's just the fact that he's, he's not looking at the guy as like a, as like a, a person. A person. Yeah. He's not like, oh man, this yeah. guy might not be able to so, ever get hard again. I so, have to make my tea time. So then the patient's like, I don't want... The girl who I just jacked off to last night. Yeah, dude. To so be I wrote. The one who I wrote in my <laughs> my nerves and my dick. I wrote in my notes. I wrote in my notes. Um, after he and Izzy had that conversation, I wrote in my notes. Dude got deep about his dick. And that's what, <laughs> dude. I I thought that's what I wrote. I dude, judge me, call me an asshole or whatever. I thought that this was the moment where Izzy was like, "Well, maybe I'll like fuck you." Like right now, because she's like, you're going to lose your the feeling in your dick. Like, how about one last one last bang to the girl that you just uh, jagged off to? Well, the reason that Izzy had this like epiphany, I guess, was because Alex being his perv self. I guess I do. This guy is a total perv this episode. He's like asking O'Malley like, oh, yeah. So they walk around in their underwear, their cute underwear. Like he says something. Weird, and, and, like, oh, yeah. Because he was like, so like they think of you like a brother. And O'Malley's like, no. He's like, oh, yeah. Like sisters. <laughs> yeah. He's like, they're like your sister. And he's like, no. And then he's like, so they walk around in their underwear. Well, yeah. But like he's like, but they, they don't want you. And they don't expect you to do anything yeah you're like yeah. their sister <laughs> that was so mean he didn't even call him a brother he called him his sister like yeah. how degrading is that no he called he said he said that they were like his sisters he wasn't he wasn't gender attacking o'malley anyway um <laughs> so he tells o'malley to leave and then he pulls out he pulls out the magazine where um izzy did her shoot for He's like staring at her pics, like in, yeah, that in like was a weird. dark he was room, like, like he under was like, the table, Amali, like super weird. Yeah, like <laughs> he's like, I'm just gonna hang out, and get like out of here, chump. Some- like you know, let me look at this magazine and make peace. sure you lock the door behind you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was doing there, but then then it showed like a quick snippet, a quick little snip of Alex taking photocopies and it didn't show what he was making photocopies of, but I'm pretty sure everybody and he knew. was whistling and yeah, being pretty like, sure everybody knew what he was doing. And then that's when he covered the locker room with pictures of Izzy and her modeling shoots called her doctor model. So cold. And, and now everybody calls her doctor model. And let me tell you though, Izzy definitely put Alex in his place. I didn't know what she was going to do there. I thought maybe she was going to fight him yeah. when she confronts him in the locker room. It sounded it sounded like she was going to fight him, but then all of a sudden she just starts getting naked and throws stuff at him and tells him like, oh, yeah, you want to call me Dr. Model? Well, how about I just show you this? And she starts like taking her clothes off like, you want to see my tattoos? And she starts, you know, naming parts of her body and she She totally basically made everybody uncomfortable and was like, yeah, like it's not that funny now, is it? Yeah. And I thought like. I thought she put him in his place. I mean, I know it was like a weird way to put somebody in their place, like to get naked. No, it was good. But like she totally put him in his place. It was. And that's what gave Izzy. That's what gave Izzy the confidence to like walk up to Mr. Humphrey and be like, yeah, why don't you want me to be your doctor? Yeah. If it wasn't for Alex being like a perv, like she never would have had the confidence to, you know, confront her patient. Yep. Yeah. So and then. Let's see. At the end of the episode, Meredith and McDreamy uh, perform the operation to remove the nails from nail guy's head. Yeah. So but also I wanted to talk about um, the old nurse. So um, Nurse Fallon 
confronts Christina by saying like, oh, yeah, you know, you're jealous of Meredith because Meredith got the nails and you got stuck with an old nurse who needs an enema. Yeah. So she like she's dude, she's totally putting Christina in her place right now. And you can tell that Christina well, because, is so jealous. And because the best she gets part cool, about this like, is patient. the best part about this is, is that we soon learn that the nurses and do not resuscitate, which means she was never getting the surgery in the first place. And she let Christina think the entire time she was going to get to perform the Whipple. And that was just not the case. Yeah. So she was basically like baiting her thinking like, yeah, I don't know about baiting her, but she was trying to make her feel like, like, like this nurse is kind of a jerk to me, but like, it'll be worth it when I get to do the Whipple. And so we kind of start finding out like really who Meredith's mom is. I mean, we don't get a lot of Meredith's mom yet. I mean, I know she's not really in the show, but she's kind of in the show. So we get to kind of figure out who Meredith's mom is. I guess she was kind of mean and only cared about work. Yeah. And um, so Meredith goes to see her mom and she tells her about, you know, Dr. Fallon and stuff like this. And so she comes back to see Dr. Fallon after talking to her mother. And I think she says something like, oh, my mother gives her condolences. And she's like, really? That doesn't sound like her. But... um. Doctor Nurse Fallon is able to decipher that there's something wrong with Meredith's mom, and she's like, "What has she got?" She's like, "She has Alzheimer's." And right here, Meredith gave like the most fake laugh ever. Like in yeah. all of TV, I've never heard a more fake laugh than that right there. And I wrote that down in my notes too because I thought that was like the worst fake laugh I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I don't know why I was so triggered about that, but it, but it was, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, and then we kind of, we kind of wrap up the old, you know, the old nurse, nurse Fallon. She dies. She will. Yeah. She was basically like there just to die. And, and, and Christina doesn't put that together until, until like right she dies. At the end. Yeah. And then Christina really cares because she wants to resuscitate her so she can perform the surgery. I don't know. I don't know if she wanted to resuscitate her to perform a surgery. I think at this point or she, she like, had changed. like a connection with her. Yeah. And like she realized like because Nurse Fallon said this is just hazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just hazing. So it's like I think it clicks for, for Christina like, wow, like. You know, I was so worried about trying to get the best patients that I didn't care for the one that was right in front of me. Yeah. And so after she makes this connection, she's like, oh, my goodness, like I just lost something good. Yeah. She's trying to save her. And that's when uh, Burke comes in, like pulls her away. He's like, what are you doing? Like, dude, I'll check. Wow. Wow. That was a powerful moment, dude. They're in like the break. Like, I don't They're know. They're in the staircase little, or whatever. Was that where it was? I think it's like, you know, the little side room staircase. It was like a thing, copy room or, or whatever. It is. Yeah. yeah. Something. And they like embrace and then they like look they each other. Eyes. And then it, they like. They, the pa- camera goes to Burke and he kind of turns his head a little bit and then it cuts and I was like uh like are I, they making out or not bro yeah when that when that head turned I didn't know what they were doing like I didn't know if maybe she was like going into like lean her head on his chest or something like that but I can I can definitely see that there might have been some sparks there yeah yeah um so then but let's go to let's cut back over to Mr. Humphreys I know we've been kind of going around all over the place but Mr. Humphreys yeah so he's on the table and Limp Harry, is that his oh, name? Oh, yeah, Limp yeah, Harry. yeah. Limp Harry's about to do it. Limp Harry's about to cut the nerve that will... Essentially make is, his yeah, dick useless. Essentially render his penis useless. No more boners. And that's when Izzy was like, you know, because after dude got deep about his dick, Izzy was like, wow, you know, I didn't care for the patient about what he wants. We we're only thinking about what we want. So he, and I think Bailey and her had a conversation about that. Like, you don't know, you, you don't know what your patient wants. Our patient yeah. wants to live. So... She bursts into the surgery room and says, you know what? 
don't cut the nerve. And then old Limp Harry's like, get her out of here. And you told me to worry about what our patient wants. Yeah, what he wants is an erection. That's what uh, Izzy said. Yeah. Yeah. And so Bailey totally has Izzy's back, which I was digging, dude. I think even Bailey the way was she like, said it, the way she said it, like put him in his place. And I was like, yeah. yeah, because she used the old line that Limp Harry used earlier. And he was like, you know, us old, you know, this, you know, us young people, you know, we want to save the dicks or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah, know exactly yeah. word for word, but it was something around that. About yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was cool that Izzy put that old guy in his place and then Bailey had her back. Yeah, dude, I was hyped because Bailey was just like, yeah, I can't get rid of her. So you're just going to not have to cut that dude's di- nerve. Dick. Exactly. Don't or cut dick the nerve. dick. Yeah, don't cut the nerve dick. Dick nerve. The, the nerve, the dick nerve, the, dick the nerve. nerve to his dick. Yeah, dick nerve. Dick. Yeah. So let's cut back over to the dude with the nails in nails his head. In his head. So, so McDreamy. He- Pulls out the nails. Oh, dude, it's so cringeworthy. Yeah, they're pulling out the and it's nails, like and I'm like, like oh, a... yeah, I know. You hear like the like the, the nail sound, like yeah. being pulled out, uh, and then you hear like the blood's like like stuck to the nail. I was yeah. like, like <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. But so after they finish the surgery, then they then then the next day they take here comes the Meredith moment of the week. Yes, yes, the that's Meredith what we're calling moment, it. The, the Meredith, Meredith moment, moment of the episode. Okay, so you know what's funny about that is I wrote in my notes. I wrote in my notes, Meredith has another monologue where we learn something. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, Meredith is our teacher. Yes. So anyway, so after they perform the surgery, take all the nails out of his head and all the doctors are astounded as to why this guy is still alive. Um, The next day they do an MRI to find out that the guy had a brain tumor because apparently they had done a medical history check with the wife and the wife said that he's been getting headaches a lot and that he's been getting dizzy so they did an MRI for um, the test for that I think I might have a brain tumor dude okay so (laughs) I was watching it and I was sort of getting like what is that what is that um, there's like a medical term for it Is, is it Munchausen or is it um a hypochondriac, you know, like where you think you have symptoms you don't have or something like that. I don't know. I felt like I had that. Like I'm sitting there with the guy has his nails in his head. Yeah. He has a brain tumor. And they're talking like, about oh. dizziness and unconsciousness. And I'm sitting here like, oh my goodness, like I need to go to WebMD right now because <laughs> I think I have this. So, <laughs> so anyway, they find out dude had a brain tumor in his head. Um, and it's in the part of the brain that controls your memory and the personality. Hippoc- the hippocampus. Yeah, I didn't do any background research on that. I don't have any medical history background or anything like that. But yeah, so um, the personality and the memories are stored there. Yeah. And so they tell him, look, I have to remove it, but I'm going to be removing a lot of your memories. And that's when they get hit with the ethical question of the week, which I think that we should discuss this. Yeah, let's because do it. The ethical question of the week was they said we can take it out and you'll have 10 years but you won't be the same. Your memories and your personality will change. You'll or, basically have no memory of who you are. Exactly. Or you'll have three to five years through chemotherapy and targeting, but you're shortening your lifespan to keep your memories. So I think like the ethical question of the week is sort of like, what do you consider living? I don't know because okay. wait, all right. Hot. Give me the hot take on this chase. All right. I'm going in. <laughs> I'm doing this shit 50 first, first date style. So I'm a guy. Dang. I who's didn't about even living. Think, I didn't I'm even a guy think about who's that. about living. And you know what? <laughs> I can teach myself every morning 
who I am by simply just making a little VHS to myself. I'd be like, here's all the things you need to know for the day. And I I wake up, I learn my things, I come out of my room. My wife is obviously making me my cheese omelet because that's his favorite breakfast. And (laughs) I remember that's my wife. I'm like back to my normal day and doing my thing. Just like 51st dates. I, I kind of wish they would have given us like a like a memory time frame, like how much of your memory you'll lose. Like if you'll yeah, still remember like, like childhood memories. Exactly. Or if you'll still remember up to, you know, I mean, I know there's yeah. no way to medically tell like how I'm, far back you'll be able to remember, but or I just wish like they what gave types of memories are you going to lose? You know, like I just think that to, to not have the personality and not have the memories that you're not really the same person, you know? I mean, but if you 51st dates it, then you are. So, but see, that's a different because 51st dates, she forgot everything every day. Whereas well, I'm just saying like, whereas he would have been able to, I don't know if he would have been able to hold memories. I don't know. I, I, yeah. If I don't know, I'm not a doctor. Right, I don't know. I'm just works. making the assumption that he, yes, he lost all of his memories, but he can make new ones that he still yes, remembers. Yeah. So that's so what I was based on to. that. I make a VHS about well, my life. What's that Nicholas Sparks movie myself. with Channing Tatum where he has to like Dear make John? It, is, no, The Vow. Is it the one where he makes his wife like re-fall in love with him because she got like brain damage in a car crash or something? Yeah, that's The Vow. I haven't seen that one. I haven't either, but Channing Tatum is a handsome man, so I feel like I wouldn't even need to worry about Bros, Bros Anatomy movie night? The Vow? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like if I, if I woke up and I had suffered memory loss and I saw Channing Tatum saying he's my husband, I probably wouldn't argue with the guy. I'd just be like, all right, you know. Yeah, I'd up? be like, oh, really? Like, that's cool. <laughs> like, what's up, dude? Like, <laughs> but, I, heard, um, I heard you're also called Magic Mike. Is that true? Yeah. What's this I hear about you and uh, strip clubs? <laughs> <laughs> Do you so, have McConaughey's number? <laughs> so I think that I would probably want to hold on to my memories. I knew you were going to say that. I don't know. I, I just feel like if I could hold on to my memories and get a solid three to five with the person that I am now, I feel like it would be more meaningful than going 10 years and being a completely different person. It's because like, and I got, dude, I, I got worked up when his wife was like, what did she say? She said something like, even if he can't remember, I'll remember for the both of us. Yeah. I was like, damn. Like that is deep. Well, she was like, this isn't his, my decision. Like Meredith was just assuming that his wife was the one who was kind of making the decision because she's the one who has to like live with it. Dude. And I felt so bad for this guy. Like, I know I was talking about the doctors getting emotionally invested, but yeah. then Seth when gets emotionally invested. Yeah, I do, dude. I know I'm getting so emotionally invested. I can, I don't even want to know when the first moment that I'm going to cry. It's going to be when some, it's like once somebody that you, a character that we yes, love, a character that we've become you know, yeah. grown to love is going to die. It's going to be, cry. it's going to be O'Malley. But I feel like Meredith was the one that got a, well, I feel like this week, a lot of them got emotionally involved because Meredith went to see her mom yeah. and she knows like the effects of memory loss and how it affects not only just the person, but also the family, because you can see the frustration in Meredith. Like my mom doesn't remember me. My mom doesn't remember my dad. So she tries to explain that to, um, Oh, Jorge. yeah, because she's just like, you don't get it. Like, he is not going to know yeah. anything. She's trying to explain to Jorge, like, look, I know you want to have as much time as you can. Yeah. But it won't be the same. And that's why I, myself, would probably just want to do the chemo and the targeting, save my memory, save wow. my personality. That way, my family can't say Dude, that. Dude, I heard chemo is brutal. I don't know. I, I don't... <laughs> That's not a discussion I want to get into, but I'm just saying that I would want to keep my memories and stuff. That way yeah. I can share them with my family. And 
I'm have, just, the, have a good five years before I go. I'm just going for the 51st dates thing. I'm going to make it happen. That's not deep, though, man. Come on. Dig Dude, a little you just deeper. went deep in the dick. Dig a little. <laughs> you just went deep in the dick. Went deep about my dick? No, that was Mr. Humphrey. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, dude, honestly, like, that was like, that was a powerful moment. Dude, like, what do you do in that situation? And I felt like, I felt really bad because he seemed like such a wholesome guy. There's no win. It's just a lose-lose. He seemed like such a wholesome guy, man. Like, he took pictures of his wife. He remembered all of her I'm just a, colors. I'm just, like, confused how all of a sudden he only has five to ten years to live. Like, if they remove all of the cancer, why does he only live ten years? He said he couldn't remove all of it. Oh, yeah, then said, why even do do it? Like fuck that. Just take the good that he, five. He, <laughs> now so, you're gonna backtrack. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. You're pulling out your Dude, 50 first dates theory. No, I had 50 first dates it if I could guarantee that cancer doesn't come back. But well, the thing about it if was it's just coming back. Like fuck that. Like no, it wasn't coming back. They just couldn't remove all of it. He said well, that means it's gonna come back, dude. Cancer grows from yeah. even like the tiniest speck. So. I I mean you're 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 in a sense you're right in a sense yeah if you can't get all of it then why just get some of it like you're just gonna like you might as well just like live the good five years yeah and like live a good three then a miserable two of chemo and stuff and then but I, like the, I said the like bucket. The, when I first saw him after his MRI and they were like guess what he can see I was like no dude no way I don't want to be a part of this. They're setting me up for something like, oh, everything's fine. All of a sudden, boom, twists and turns. I get hit with a curveball, and he's, he only has five years left. Okay, so I think that this little question has given us a new segment. Would you rather? So every week. Oh, my goodness. That's terrible. Every week we're doing a would you rather. So I have the would you rather for this week. Are you ready? What's the, what this is This is for you. This is my would you rather for you. Would you rather spend one year with jars of peanut butter for hands or 10 years feet are in jars of jelly? Do I have to answer this right now? You've got to answer this right now. So one year you have to have your hands in jars of peanut butter the whole year. Can't take them out. <laughs> but 10 years... Jars of jelly on your feet. It depends. Can't take them out. It, and these jars are definitely designed for comfort. It de- okay, so am I allowed to at any point eat the peanut butter? I'm not no. saying I'm not saying eat to get out. I'm just saying like, like what if I want to snack? If you just want to lick? Like if I just want to snack, you know, I'm like, dang, like I'm sitting. Is, if you can't take your hand out of it, though. Like you got to like. How am I going to eat? How am I going to do like simple things like open a door? How am I going to wipe my ass? I'm not coming. I'm not. I came up with the question. I'm not coming up with solutions. How am I going to do like the most of. Dude, it's one year of no hands, basically. What? Well, like also, like I feel like peanut butter for some reason doesn't go bad. Do you know what I mean? But like the jelly is definitely. Dude, 10 years of jelly? That's going to get terrible. But. Dude, this is tough, isn't it? I think I would probably have to go with the jelly. Really? 10 years of jelly shoots? I can't imagine going a year without my hands. I can't imagine going 10 minutes without my hands, dude. Like, can you imagine not like not being able to like feed yourself, open the door? Dude, every time I, I went to the bathroom, I'd have to have somebody help me like take my pants off. Take and, like, your dick wipe out. my ass. That's like no way to live. But it's just one year. Exactly, but that's one year of hell. Or 10 years of walking around like an idiot with your feet in jars of jelly. 
I'll just tell people <laughs> like you're gonna clink everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, I'm definitely sticking with the jelly, just because I don't want to have to go without my hands. Yeah. What about All you? Right. Do you gonna take on this or no? This has been a question that I've had in my head for a long time, and I still don't know. But <clears throat> really, I feel like you kind of came up with this on the spot. I feel like no, this is a question deep down. It just the would you rather thing like popped in my head. I was like, oh, this could be fun. So one time I was on Twitter and I saw this guy put up a would you rather question, and the question was, would you rather watch your parents have sex? every day for the rest of your life <laughs> or jump in one time and oh, have to watch no, it again. No! Oh, no! <laughs> Seth, I can't answer this. <laughs> no. <laughs> jump in one time. <laughs> so watch your parents have sex every day for the rest of your life. Just once a day. Just have your parents have sex once a day, every day for the rest of your life, or jump in one time and never have to watch again. <laughs> I'm shell-shocked right now. Dude, that is the question of the day. I don't like you, Seth. I don't know what I would do. I have no idea. <laughs> you can't close your eyes. It's like that episode of Black Mirror where you can't close your eyes. You know what I'm talking about where they're surrounded by all the technology and you can't close your eyes because then the ad stops and he has to watch his yeah. girlfriend have sex. <laughs> Oh, man. I can't do it. I can't answer that question. What would you do? What would I do? I'd probably jump in. You jump in? Just once. Just once? <laughs> it wouldn't even be that weird because we would know, like, why I was doing it. But we could just I keep guess, it. I guess. We could just keep it like one of those, like, family secrets that nobody ever tells and just takes to their grave. <laughs> Oh God, that was that was the worst. Would you rather? Um, we should say something though. If whoever's listening out there, if you guys have good would you rather's, leave them in the comments, and then next week we'll pick the best two and we'll answer them. Yeah, that'd be sick. A little bit of little bit of fan interaction. Well, if we have any fan fans. interaction, fan interaction. Yeah, just leave a comment, and uh, we'll pick the best two next week. So so. Last thing, the last thing that we get from this episode of Grey's Anatomy, oh. bombshell, bombshell, Boomba, Boomba, <laughs> Meredith and McDreamy are having brunch. I don't know what time of day it was, but it looked like it was like mid-afternoon, so it was definitely brunch, and that's what brunch I'm Brunch is with. not mid-afternoon. Well, mid-morning. Yeah, it was mid-morning. It was like 11. It was brunch. Yeah, it was brunch. Any, I feel like anytime you eat at like an outside cafe. Oh yeah, dude. Outside brunch. cafe. Oh yeah, definitely. I I agree a hundred percent. Outside cafes are where you have brunch. Also, like that outside cafe looked like it was like not in Seattle. It looked like it was in Rome or something. The outside like something cafe was like more that. You know, on like the end of the Dark Knight Rises, where Alfred and Bruce. Yeah, have that, that's what like, I'm saying. You know, they that look like they're in Italy to each other or France. Like wherever. that's what it looked like. It looked like Bruce was about to like have a yeah. head nod to Alfred and and they go on with their lives. All right, so are we where do we uh, where where are we leaving off now? I wanna I wanna go through all the characters real quick. And we just say stock up or stock down. Okay. All right. For for you. All right. Meredith. Meredith. Stock same. Stock up for me. Christina. 
Stock down. Stock down. For but me what too. I do want to say about Christina, though, is that at the end of the episode, like, I know she was being, like, She rude. definitely turned her, st- Dude, her she downwards. Was, she was being her. rude and, like, insensitive, like, for, like, the past two episodes. Like, so she calls out Meredith. I don't even think anybody said this, but she called out Meredith. She's like, well, I'm not sleeping with McDreamy. Yeah, like that. dude, goes, that was savage. Yeah, she's like, I'm not sleeping with him. So... Like, she's been mean and insensitive this past couple episodes, and I feel like the turning point was Nurse Fallon dying. Like, she had, like, yeah. a breakdown, we'll and I'm like... that in the next few yeah, episodes. Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on her being mean, because, like, dang, dude, like, she was being rough the past couple episodes. Yeah, so... So definitely stock down for Christina. Uh, definitely stock down for me, but there might be an uptick in the coming weeks. Uh, O'Malley. O'Malley, I would say I would say stock up for stock this up. for this for this series of this episode of the podcast. Yeah. Stock up, stock up. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. For these three episodes, stock up or stock down. Oh yeah, stock yeah. up because okay. O'Malley had some like crucial moments, dude. Like his um, lots of growth. Yeah, like oh, I, I mean his banter about you know the girls walking around in their underwear. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Him not yeah. buying the tampons. I thought that was funny. Dude, the buying the tampons is. Pretty I thought that was funny, funny. and I yeah. also thought um, him in that episode where he had to keep calling the time of death, and he was like, you know, hadn't like he was all depressed about. Yeah, it. he had like yeah. a, a bad response about it. I felt like that was like you yeah. Know, I felt like that was a all right good moment for him. Alex, stock down, stock down. Doctor Burke, I I would say stock up a little. Because I think he brought up a very good point. Like, I'm there to save lives. I'm not mm-hmm. there to take them. I think that was a great moral question. Like, am I going to do this surgery and essentially end someone's life? Yeah. You know, so I think that was a, that was a you know, a good, a good moment for him. And Stop. I also think that um, there were a lot of moments where he sort of realized his flaws. And so I'm hoping that he can turn that. And become a better person. Yeah, because he was pointed out about the God complex. For me, cocky. stock way up on Doctor Burke. I think he's going to be growing and growing. Doctor Shepard, McDreamy, stock up, dude. So many more takes of like uh, little little smart little comments from him. He's he's now now he might be. Uh, I you know I'm definitely going to have to go Meredith. I'm definitely going to have to go stock up on McDreamy, just because. Well, he's all, I mean, he's always caring about his patients, but his Dude, whole, like, cares. the thing, the, the his last little remark to uh, the rapist guy, I thought that was funny. Dude, and that and I he thought that put him in his place. He stayed with the girl who yes, was raped. I, I like that he got, you know, he invested because time. he said he had sisters. Yeah, I like that he got invested in it. That was it. cool. I think stock up for McDreamy. All right, Bailey. Dude, Way I'm up. on the... Bailey dude, I'm is on the, the Bailey champ, dude. train, dude. We're all about Bailey. This is a Bailey podcast. I'm on the Bailey train, man. Yeah, dude. Like, she gives me the vibes that she is going to be, like, the one to rule them all. She's the one ring. Exactly. <laughs> and, like I, like I was saying earlier, she's, like, the hard ass who's going to push you to do better. All right. But you will be better. Last one. Izzy. Dude, I'm way up on Izzy right now. Really? I'm way up on Izzy. After she helped out the people, even though she was risking her career, and after she put Alex in her place. Yeah, dude. Izzy's a... I feel like Izzy is another big winner in this string of episodes. Yes. And the fact that she's comfortable enough to walk around in her underwear. Like, good for her, man. Good for her. I'm sure that's why. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, but definitely way up on Izzy. All right. Is that uh, all we have for this week? Any last uh, comments? Well, we could talk about like, we could talk about where we think the relationships are going to go. Oh, you want to go there? Yeah. Right, let's do it. All right. So where do you think the relationship with uh, 
Meredith. Meredith and McDreamy. Dude, I've been dying they're, to talk about they're this. They're getting serious. I've been dying to serious. talk about this. Dude, I'm already seeing Meredith McDreamy babies. Dude, when they, you know, showed McDreamy and because Alex and Meredith got into a fight, I think. Yeah, because Alex like pressed his body up against her. Yeah, so when Alex and Meredith get into that little fight and then um, Meredith is like totally, I feel like she's like fed up with men at that point right there. Yeah. Like, and then McDreamy comes in and breaks him up. And he's like, Alex, get out or I'll let her go loose on I feel you. Like that was the turning in, point. Ineffective fists or something like that. What does he call them? Is it was it ineffective? No, it's like in something. I don't know. Ineffectual. I don't know. Ineffectual. Anyway, ineffectual fists. Yeah. I feel like she like was like, wow, like he actually does care about me. Like, yeah. I'm not she a piece of meat yeah. to him. Like he's somebody. Well, because that, she had accused him earlier of saying that it was just about the chase. Yeah. Get it? Like, because your name's Chase. Hey. All about the, the chase. Chase is on. Yeah. So he shows her right there. Like, it's not, a, and he even says it. It's not about the chase. Yeah. And then he shows to her that he cares dude. and he really wants to be with her. But I, dude, soulmates? I'm, question mark? Dude, I'm rooting for him, dude. I'm rooting for those guys. All right. So then, who else? Let's talk about Christina and uh, Burke. Burke. Is that a thing? Dude, I want it to be the a thing. The Ice Queen and the Ice King, dude? Dude, I want that to be a thing. That's a power couple. I definitely think that's a power couple right there. Oh, yeah. Like, she is the go-getter, and he is the already dude, have it, but wants feel, more getter. I feel like I feel like Meredith and McDreamy are like Jim and Pam. Yes. And then Burke and Christina are like Dwight and Angela. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With the beat farm. Power couple. Yeah. No, definitely. I think that Christina and Burke, that would be like an insane relationship to follow because like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they're going to kill each other. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be like super in love or if they're going to like fight over yeah. who's going to do a surgery at the dinner table or something like that. Like, can you, I can just imagine like Christina, like jumping over her plate of meatloaf at Burke, like saying, I got the, I'm, I'm doing the whipple. <laughs> I'm doing the whipple tomorrow. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think that that would be an, an, a right. really cool couple to watch. I think, I think I, I know this is like a pretty hot take. I think Izzy and Alex are going to become a thing. I, f- I feel like there was a couple moments where we got to see a glimpse of like, them together. Even though she probably hates him right now. Isn't that like. That's how a, it all starts. That's how it all starts. Yeah. They're like, oh, fuck this that's like guy. The, that's like the third grade crush, you know, yeah. like he picks on her because he likes her. And then she's going to be like, oh, he's actually kind of nice deep down. I would like to see Izzy and Alex end up together, but I would hate to see Izzy hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to see it here. No. And another thing too, I want to talk about the roommate situation because I know it's not like an intimate relationship, but that's still a relationship that I think needs to be discussed because which one, the roommates, how Izzy, like who, who, no, I'm talking about the click in general. Like now that they're roommates, dude, like what's next? What do you mean? Like, I mean like they're like basically best friends now. And well, they were best friends before I said that. They weren't best friends, best friends, but they're like definitely best friends now. They're like watching the mom's old medical tapes. That People was, get in their face. That back. is super weird. Is that what doctors do? Like, I, I don't, don't know. really want to know. Is that what doctor, they enjoy doing? I feel like doctors like Netflix and stuff. If you're a doctor and you've ever peeled a face off, go ahead and let us know because I'm so curious to and, see why you would do that. And also if you watch surgery videos in leisure time. Yeah. I don't know how I felt about that. I mean, I know they probably have a different set of interests than I do because I'm not a doctor, but I'm not like sitting around with my friends like, hey, dude, check out this face being peeled off. Actually, I don't know. I might. <laughs> actually, I don't know. I might ask just, my friends that. Uh, I just feel like doctors don't do that. Maybe they do. Who knows? And then is there anybody else? 
What relationships did we miss out on? I think O'Malley and about, Izzy could have some potential, maybe. I know that we discussed it earlier, but like since this is kind of the close of the show, I, how do you think that the Shepard Burke thing is going to play out? I think Shepard's going to win. I think that they're going to find a way to make them co co chiefs because they're just so good. I don't want to see co-chief either of them surgeons. lose. Yeah, I kind of. I don't want to see like, either of them lose. They kind of. I don't know. McDreamy. I know McDreamy is more lovable, but there's something about Doctor Burke that I just really like, and I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but I just I like Doctor Burke. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he's he's at a turning point right now. I'm gonna say I'm gonna, Team Burke. I'm Team Doctor Burke. Yeah, Burke boys. Burke boys. I'm a I'm an I'm a me a McDreamy man. No, I'm I don't know where I stand yet, dude. Because I I like Burke as a character and I like Shepard as a character, and I don't want to see either of them lose. But at the same time, I know somebody's gonna have to lose. So that's why I'm kind of hoping for the uh, hoping for the uh, co chief uh, outcome. Damn, I don't think it'll happen, but one can dream. Mm-hmm. A boy in his dream. No one can ever take that away from me. <laughs> they can try. All right, so. I guess that's all for this week, right? Any uh, any closing remarks? Any closing thoughts? Anything no. that we anything, do you want to plug anything, Seth? Are you doing anything um, worth sharing? No, actually, I don't have really anything going on in my life. We don't do anything unless you want to hit me up on PlayStation Live. Or something. Is that what it's called? <laughs> it's PSN. PSN, bro. PlayStation Network. No, I don't do anything, honestly. Yeah, I'll Working, see. You. I'll right? see you on the CODs this weekend. Like totally no work, no nothing. I'm like not going to be at home the whole that whole time and I'm probably not even going to do anything. So yeah, I fun. work every Saturday and Sunday. I close every Saturday and Sunday. That sucks. I get off at nine. Well, I guess 9 p.m. isn't that bad, but when you work until 9 p.m., it kind of sucks. But my friend told me an interesting take on it. He was like, you know, you work till nine, but when you get off, you go immediately to the party. <laughs> and if you are like in, if you are like, in an older person i'm not saying like old old but like an older you know like adult type if you're above the age of 25 yeah if you're an adult type you know how true that is man like you come if you get off work at five you know you go home you get out of your work clothes you eat dinner and like oh yeah we're having a party at 10 we get ready you know no, no no what i'm saying is is if they're like oh yeah party's at 10 you get off work at five you go home you eat dinner you change out of your work clothes at like seven o'clock. You're like, dude, I'm ready for bed. Yeah. Like I, there's no way I can wait up three hours for the party and then, and then go to the party. That's true. So like, I don't know, like when he was like, you know, Oh, that's cool. Like you get off right as the party starts. Yeah. He's not, he's not wrong. I get off, I I go home, I change and I go to the party. I'm one of those adult types. If I, if I'm home for more than like two hours before the party, I'm like, Oh yes, dude. I'm, I'm, it's a 60, 40 chance that I'm like, I'm done. My my bed is like a sweet temptress just begging to be laid. <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening this week, guys. The Bras Anatomy will be neck will be neck. We'll be back next week. Hopefully. With, uh, for it with what, episodes five, five, six, six and, and seven. seven. Yeah. yeah. What did we watch this week? Two, three, four? Two, yeah, three, so four. Five, yeah, six, so seven. five, six, seven. I'm gonna write that down. So if you're following along, five, six, seven this week. And uh We love you. Signing off. I said that really loud, but yeah, signing off. Love you. Love you guys.